All right, so everybody, welcome. This is the World Music Podcast podcast, also known as Mundo Musica podcast. <clears throat> this is our very first episode. Today, we have musical guest and my co-host, Gonzalo Bernal. And today's theme, is, in terms of music that we'll be looking at, we'll be looking at uh, Celtic fusion music from all around the world. You are listening to the World Music Podcast, podcast, with your hosts, Corey and Gonzo. All right, all right. <clears throat> so, everybody, welcome. This is the very first world music podcast podcast yes there's two podcasts in there um i'm sure that someone else has a world music podcast so we're just throwing one more in for fun <laughs> um so basically just to kind of give everyone an instruction on what this is going to be about this is all about learning about different types of music from around the world <clears throat> the idea is to have a musical guest every week um, and we're going to just kind of focus on a different region throughout the world or a different type of music. So, for instance, today what we're going to be talking about is fusion music and more specifically bands that fuse together uh, Celtic music with uh, Latin influences or even Celtic music with different influences throughout the world. So we'll be talking to an artist, and this is the first episode, so it happens to be our co-host, we're going to get a little bit uh, of a chance to learn a little bit more about Gonzalo. <clears throat> and we're also going to learn about his musical experience. Gonzalo is in a band called La Unica, and they play a mixture of Latin and salsa music. And we'll start listening to other bands that do the same thing. Um, so without further ado, Gonzalo, how are you doing over there? Oh, man. I'm, I'm very happy. How about you? I am delightful right now. Um... Yeah, this, so this is a nice try, Corey. Because um, um, what we have here, it's a uh, it's a bunch of uh, very special uh, styles of music, and uh, I don't think there are there are many bands doing this right now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So let me let the secret out of the bag. Um, me and Gonzo are in the same band. We're in La Unica. This is the first episode, so we're gonna do a little bit more of an interview with Gonzalo today. I think episode two. We'll interview ourselves, and we'll kind of go from there. I mean, myself, but then we'll go from there. <clears throat> but you're right. Playing in a fusion band, you you know you, you're in a little niche, and then as you start playing more and more, you find out that there are other bands out there that are doing somewhat of the same thing. So it's great because we're gonna get to get a chance to kind of learn a little bit more about all those different types of bands. Um, so before we start interviewing Gonzo. I also want to talk about today's beer. As we do the bot podcast, we're going to be doing a little bit of drinking as well. We are drinking Guinness Black Label. It has to somewhat coincide with the theme. Uh, we'll see how long that we can keep that up because as soon as you know week three, week four starts coming along, and we're talking about you know Swedish music, I don't know what kind of alcohol. Uh, yeah, what... where, uh, after my second beer, yeah, uh, my English turns a little bit into <laughs> Russian, so. Um... If you don't understand what I'm saying, you can uh, you can uh, shoot us an email 
to our um, recently created uh, Gmail, which is uh, it's Mundo Musica Podcast. That's M U N D O M U S I C A Podcast at Gmail dot com. There you go. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Ask me something before okay. I turn into Russian. Okay. <laughs> so Gonzo. You are the lead singer for La Unica, and I think we've been playing together now for about three and a half years. So the funny thing with playing with Gonzo is after a little while, you know, you play, be playing a couple gigs, you know, a couple stories come out about your experience, and you have a lot of really good stories. So there's always some mystery involved with, you know, your background and, you know, what other bands you played in. So what I want to do is I want to ask you a bunch of questions about about that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What, uh, so what instrument do you play? Oh man, I play the violin. Well, he plays me. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just hold it and, uh, and I sing or I try to sing. Um, the thing is I have a bunch of effects in my microphone so you can listen how far away from the tune I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, that's, I play pretty much Whatever have strings, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. So you have do so it. violin. Yeah, that's your main instrument, though. That's my main instrument. Okay, uh, but I play the cuatro, which is the, the national instrument. The Venezuelan cuatro. Yeah, I'm okay. Venezuelan, by the way. Okay. And uh, I, I try my best in the guitar. I am not good, but okay. I, I can do some noise on a guitar. Okay. And I play the mandolin, which is uh, the same tuning as the uh, violin. Okay. And uh, I'm going to learn some banjo. How about that? Yeah, that's Gonzo's mission in life is to learn the banjo. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're a singer. So bring us back to the beginning. You are little Gonzo, little Gonzalito. Um, When did you start playing? Did you start with violin or did you start with uh, piano or what what happened there? uh, My mom got me into uh, music pre-K. Uh, back in 1971, I was three years old. Okay. And, um, from that moment on, uh, music has been in my life all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a product of El Sistema. Mm-hmm. That this is the, uh, you know, the classical music orchestra system mm-hmm. that runs in Venezuela and, uh, that produces, uh, hot Rock stars like Gustavo Dudamel. Yeah, the, the he was he was in El Sistema as well. Correct. Yeah. He, he, so tell us about that because that's something that you hear musicians talk about. You know, every once in a while, especially if you tell someone that you're you're in El Sistema, yeah. they go, "Oh shit!" You know, <laughs> really. <laughs> but I mean, what is like? I don't. I really don't know anything about. It. I saw a documentary about it, but I caught it in the middle. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, and it's, I really don't know a lot about it. It's it's pretty simple. Um, like probably 35 years ago, uh, the Venezuelan government decided to uh, throw a lot of money or at least a bunch of money in this program that what it does is to organize. This is early 80s? This is 70s. No, this is uh, mid-70s. Okay. I started with my violin, like a, with music in 71 and with my violin in 74. Mm-hmm. So and I got into the orchestra in seventy eight, seventy seven. I played my first concert when. But I was what do you nine. mean? So music? They're just teaching you music lessons, like what? No, what a uh, note is, like what it no, is on the piano. They, what they what they did Singing. was it's vocal. Yeah, what they did was they call 
every single school, uh, music, uh, music school in Venezuela, and they brought in the kids yeah. who were playing in those schools. Okay. Whatever instrument. Okay. From that moment, they have like the the core of the orchestra, and they, they started this program where they uh, kids from whatever economic status. Yeah. Uh, could go to these uh, facilities or places or uh, um, theaters and get registered in the orchestra and they will receive an instrument they can play. So that was – did you have to sign up for what you wanted to play or did they – Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they gave you the instrument and you took your instrument to your house. And surprisingly – Uh, in a in a country with uh, so many social problems yeah. as Venezuela is, um, people reacted in a very positive way to this, and the kids started to you know to pour on the over the system, mm -hmm. and by the time we play our first concert, we were 500 musicians on oh. stage playing mm -hmm. in a full size orchestra. With musicians playing every single instrument in a classical set mm. of an orchestra. I'm talking about from uh, upright basses mm -hmm. to fagots, mm -hmm. clarinets, mm -hmm. I mean, oboes, mm -hmm. I mean, you name it. Every single instrument was there. And it was awesome. It was awesome. This, that, that, this happened 35 years ago. So this is, you're talking, how long were you in the system? Oh, Uh, I stayed there for probably 12 years because um, uh, there are levels. And you're It sounds like such a funny name, by the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's in the system. The system. The yeah, system. it reminds me of the Matrix. It was <laughs> Neo. I saw the light. Um, you, you start, of course, start growing up. And mm -hmm. um, from the uh, kids' orchestra, you made it into the uh, juvenile mm -hmm. orchestra. And mm -hmm. then... Um, so for so how how long did you do the? Oh, um, I made it into the uh, next level. Okay, and into the next level, but uh, for many reasons, including that it was uh, I was also pretty good doing sports. Okay, <laughs> uh, I decided to uh, you know walk away from yeah, the yeah. orchestra, but okay. I, 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 I I I took my violin with uh -huh. me. I never stopped playing. So. So, tell me about your first band, though. So, you are, oh. you know, oh. is it high school that you get into mm. performing with other musicians? Elementary in, school, baby. Elementary school. Yeah. This, this is funny. It, uh, by the time I was in, um, in Venezuela, the, the grades are different. Elementary school goes on to sixth mm. grade. And um, at that moment, Ramones, The Clash... Sex Pistols yeah. were, you know. And that's the music that you're listening to. Yeah, basically. exactly. Okay. Right. So my first band was a punk rock band. How about yeah. that? How old? Oh, dude, we, we were like 12. Okay. <laughs> that was so noisy. Punk at 12 years old. Oh, man. That yeah. has to be awesome. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. But get this. By the time I was in ninth grade, mm. I decided that... Uh, maybe uh, progressive rock was my thing. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed my violin, started to play crazy. That was mm -hmm. even more noisy than the, the, the punk 
punk rock. So tell me about, um, you know, after your 12, you're in a, a punk band at 12. Then you start playing progressive rock with your violin. Yeah. You had, did you have any urge to continue to play classical music, you know, as like a, you know, a teenager going into yeah. becoming like a young adult? Yeah, it's because usually the thing is when you when you see someone growing up playing classical music, <clears throat> they usually stick with that. You don't really see a lot of people kind of, I guess you could say, crossover into like pop music and stuff like that. Yeah, but the a thing lot is, of the times uh, I'm going to say, um, I'm I, I belong to a family which is a very well educated in terms of music, okay, kind of family, mm-hmm. and um, I. I would say that that I am like an eclectic person in terms of music, because mm-hmm. I, I listen to whatever I like. I I will listen it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it is uh, Mexican ranchera mm-hmm. or um, a bachata or uh, my pieces. My favorite concert piece of classical music is uh, the uh, Unfinished um, Symphony by Schubert. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that song, that piece of music is like any other song. Mm-hmm. I listened to that mm-hmm. when I was growing. I was playing, uh, you know, this is fun because uh, um, you remember the uh, Walkmans? Yeah. I have a Walkman, which was a cassette mm-hmm. Walkman. And I have my special TVK cassette. 90 minutes. Okay. Chrome. Oh, yeah. Baby, those were good. <laughs> <laughs> Packed with classical music on one side. Yeah. And punk. punk a lot on the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Ramones, the Clash. So you start playing in progressive rock bands, yeah. playing your violin, playing some outside stuff, man. And then, you know, where are you at this age playing progressive rock? Do oh, you, you I'm know. I'm seventeen, I'm I'm sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. Zaga, Van Halen, Jess, mm-hmm. uh remainings from the seventies like Boston, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So describe I guess the scene in Venezuela then. At the time you're seventeen. Mm. It's well, Nineteen, I don't know how. Nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> that was the year when uh, the best movie ever made by humankind came around, which is uh, Back to the Future. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Marty McFly uh, defined my life in terms of uh, the streetwise kind of guy. Okay. I wanted to be. He was a good guy, uh-huh. but he was smart. Okay. So um, being an eclectic musician, I, I decided that I, I wanted to uh, do something freaking fucking strange right. with music. And so I started to um, do some um, crazy songs um, that had like Latin flavor, mm-hmm. but also had like rock. Okay. At that moment, um, Venezuela had like a very strong defining generation of musicians and and pop stars. Uh, Out of the first 10 places in the, uh, let's say, billboard billboard charts in Venezuela, eight 
were Venezuelan artists. So um, we have a strong scene right there. That changed later with uh, Venezuelan history has been funny lately. Yeah. <laughs> But um, uh, that defined my, 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 my way of looking at music. Also, since we had this amazing system going on, dude, Corey, we have so many musicians. Mm. You name it. What, what kind of musician you want, well, we have it. I guess my question is, you're 17, 18, playing in, in, in kind of rock bands, playing different types of music, Latin stuff, rock stuff. Where are you performing I have no sense of, of like the landscape in terms of like the music scene there. <clears throat> so, you know, are these like cafes, clubs? Is there like a real strong, uh, you know, I guess fan base for local music? Or do they, you know, are a lot of people usually just playing traditional music? Was rock music like accepted well? I mean, what, you know, tell ex- ex- explain that to me. Yeah, man. Um, during the 80s, probably the best band ever in Venezuelan history uh, was around and they were my friends actually one of them just uh, he passed away when, uh, when we were 28 starting like a legend mm-hmm. uh, in, in our music scene but the concerts in Venezuela were like underground okay. kind of culture okay no not everybody was into this rock movement. Okay. Um, rock in Espanol uh-huh. uh, was coming around. Sola Stereo from Argentina, Atercio Pelados from Colombia, Paralamas do Suceso from Brazil. Those bands were, were becoming international successes. In Mexico, Café Tacuba, Molotov, um, mm. Control Machete, those... Those guys were starting to produce Nice El Tri in mm-hmm. Mexico, which is a band that has been around for like 40 years, man. Mm-hmm. They, they are like the Rolling Stones in, in Spanish. Right. And also, uh, in the late 80s, we were receiving rock from Spain. El Ultimo de la Fila, Mecano, mm-hmm. which was, and I bet you don't know this, that band from Spain was probably the first techno electronic rock band ever. And what were they called? Mecano. M-E-C... Uh, M- I'm sorry. Here I'm we go. Come on now. Get it together. M-E-Z-A-N-N-O. Okay. It's a, it's a great band. I'll have and, to look them uh, up. It was a great band. So, so you have all these influences of rock music coming yeah. in from all different places, Spain, Argentina. You're... Gonzalito McFly with their stonewashed jeans running around in the underground scene that is rock and Espanol in Venezuela. <clears throat> and you're playing, you know, in terms of the scene, though, you're not like a lot large crowds or anything like that. And, I mean, you're not in at this point. I mean, what part percentage of, of music is is uh is it's taking rock. up your is, is taking up your life in general because you said you also were into sports yeah and then obviously you have kind of a a, a career in in media and everything yeah was this just like a a, a hobby that you were doing oh, big time. Or, yeah big time it was just a hobby yeah because uh even though it could sound like um incredible in venezuela we have 
more people enroll in music than sports. But many of these people cannot make a living out of music. So they have to do something else. They're, okay. they're teaching music. Right. They're doing, I mean, whatever they can. Many of them are taking second, you know, degrees in, in their lawyers, their mm -hmm. technicians in the, the business administration because mm -hmm. they cannot make a living out of music in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. For crazy it might sound, it's that way. It's tough, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, it's tough in, in really anywhere, but... Yeah, okay. but uh, yeah, but in the first world, I don't want to get in, you know, down this path in the conversation. But man, uh, keep going. I'm, I'm gonna grab a beer. Hang on, keep going. Okay, you can actually uh, somehow make a living in here playing music. It doesn't. I mean, you can have a decent life at in least the US is what you're in the U.S. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Because um, nobody cares what what you do. People cares about what you are. And there's a huge difference with uh, Latin American uh, societies. They're uh, sometimes way too deep into who you look like. Mm. Uh, or how you look like and not who you really are. But it, it's okay. That's a, that's a thing that comes from the um, colonies, you know, different stratos, different backgrounds mm. in terms of, mm. terms of race and, mm -hmm. you know, economic. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everywhere there's pressure, especially if you're going down the path of being a professional musician, where yeah. there's pressure to have a full-time job, being able yeah. to, you know, yeah. provide and all but that stuff. But in Venezuela, so. if you say, hey, what do you do? I'm a musician. No, I mean, what do you do for a living? Mm. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's like a bag. That's the same thing. I mean, whoever, you know, going on a job interview in America and you start talking about, you know, playing music to any kind of professional level, you kind of get the uh, the sense that they might not take you seriously. That's from my personal opinion, but, <clears throat> you know, because people have a lot of experience in with music in America and a lot of times people that did play a lot of instruments growing up, they dropped it as they got to college and, yeah. you know, and some people stuck with it or whatever. But, um, so we're going to fast forward in your life a little bit. So you're playing as a hobby on the side throughout your twenties and thirties. I mean, you're, how many bands are we talking? Oh man. Uh, I played salsa for years. I played traditional Venezuelan music for years and, uh, in many, many groups because um, they were like short-term kind of projects. Uh, projects. Yeah. They just firm and disappear at yeah. the same speed. Just to kind of get a gig here there. We're <laughs> yeah. playing a gig there. Just to getting a gig yeah. was like, uh, oh, my God, uh, so hard yeah. work it process that um, we – it wasn't – It wasn't really rewarding at the end of every every day, you mm -hmm. know, because mm -hmm. we had one gig every three months, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it wasn't what we were expecting for being a musician. But uh, it was fun. Yeah. Okay, so you're playing. It's fun. Getting a gig is kind of hard. Mm -hmm. 
we're going to fast forward a little bit now. You then make your way over to the United States. Oh, uh, yeah. What, how, you know, when, how long ago was that? How long? Six years you've been here? Six years, baby. Okay. 2007. I came with my family. And, uh, 2007. Yeah. And I, and I became an American. Yeah, I love football, Redskins, actually. I love baseball. Well, I have, I have always. So we're talking real football, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, American Seriously. football, right? See? <laughs> See? No. To, that, to, well, yeah. I'm not going to. That would be that episode one? two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I love baseball, and I love Irish whiskey, and I mm-hmm. love uh, beer, and... On top of everything, I love chili. Okay. Oh, you yeah. love the Redskins? You're a Nationals fan? Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. And I'm a Washingtonian, man. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a D.C. man. And okay. I play golf. And you play golf. Look at how... You were playing golf in Venezuela, though, right? No, man. It's, oh, this it's, is a so assimilation <laughs> then, right? You're being assimilated. Would, you have to play golf. I would call golf. this Americanization. Americanization. Of, yeah, of Gonzo. Uh, of Gonzo. Gonzo of Gonzalito McFly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you come to America right away. Yeah. You know, you're eating McDonald's. Oh, big time. No, we have McDonald's. Okay. I mean, it's like a lot. Okay, you come to America right away, you're eating yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eating hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Yeah, macaroni and cheese. Um, so how long before you started playing music in D.C.? Oh, man, I did it the first week. Was in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I followed it, um, an advice that a good friend of mine uh, gave me back in Caracas, Venezuela. He told me because you had you now you had friends that lived in D.C. Yeah. before you came here. Uh, yeah, and you visited the states beforehand or no? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, friends, couple times in New York, couple times family in, in Miami. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Work. Okay. But man, this guy told me, hey, uh, Gonzo, whenever you are there, go to Craigslist. Yep. And post this. Latin American singer is seeking for a band. Okay. So I did. Good old Craigslist, and I, yeah, huh? Man. And I received, I received an email from a guy called Gregory Wersinski. Uh-huh. Do you remember Gregory? No, you never no, met I don't, Gregory. I don't, he's yeah, a right. piano player? He, he is a I've piano player. But at, at first sight, I, saw that I thought, man, this Polish guy. He's telling me that he is not Polish but American, and he's also telling me that he has a salsa band. <laughs> okay, it's gotta be weird. <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. So you go. So I went. Okay. To this audition. Okay. So I kill it. Okay. And then uh, these guys. And they were calling out just standard salsa songs, then, right? Is that yeah? What, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, the one I sang was the Hector Lavoe. Okay. The voice. Uh, Todo tiene su final. Everything comes to an end. And man, I killed it. And it was a huge silence in the room until Gregory went like, well, I think uh, we found the singer who's going to take us to the uh, next level. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was a, it was a great moment. Uh, we actually did it. And we played a lot of gigs around. But the the important um, piece of information about this period of my life is that I met Neil Reedy mm-hmm. 
in one of these uh, bands. Okay. Rehearsal. Well, how many people are in this band? Oh, now? man. We were like, I don't know, like 15 and this guys. Is, and this is the salsa? This is Movimiento? Movimiento. That was okay. the name of the band. It's, it's, it's gone now. 15-piece salsa band. 15 and you're piece a singer salsa. or one of the singers? One of the singers. Of the singers. We, were, we were actually two with two other guys doing the backup uh, vocals. Okay. Yeah, the other uh, singer was Alvaro Bedoya, yeah. which is a nice guy from Peru. Absolutely, I met Alvaro. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a great guy, and um, uh, the other backup vocals were Gregory and the bassist, I believe, who was a guy who was always in a bad move because he was broke. But the funny thing is, broke from that, being a professional musician. No, he was broke because he never had money, and uh, but. At every rehearsal, the guy came with a new piece of gear. Oh, I got this pedal. I got this uh, rack of effects <laughs> for the voice. And we were thinking, how this guy could be in a bad mood because he's broke and he always have. He's a gear. Yeah, man. Very Hounder. expensive piece of gear. But anyways. Would they call that gear nut? I don't know what they call it. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one night after a rehearsal... Near Reedy asked me, hey, where do you live? I live in Arlington. Oh, me too. I can give you a ride. Good. And in our way back, he played Celtic music. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Celtic music since I was a kid. Okay. And that was it. So this is kind of like the uh, inception of the whole the Celtic movement yeah. after well, that in they, your life they were not kissing or hugging okay. involved just listening to the music <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, I really love Neil like a brother but that, that's it okay. and um, yeah uh, I play after realizing that he really loved yeah. Celtic music I play the version that Ruben Blades so wait you're, this is the first time he's driving you home. Yeah. And was there any talk about forming like a side group or anything like that? No, not at all. I don't believe that. Yeah, man. I know your personality. I could see you right away going, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Come on, let's play now, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I always want to play, man. Okay. But, uh, no, not at that moment because uh, we were just, you know, knowing each other. Mm. But this guy played Celtic music, and then I invited him to my house. And I played for him the version that Ruben Blades from Panama did on Danny Boy. Okay. And that was it. He went nuts. Okay. Yeah, now, we're going to start listening to some music in a second. Um, Some of this music we are not going to be able to play on the podcast and I'll get into that whole spiel in a second, but uh, definitely look this track up. It's Danny Boy by Ruben Blades, <clears throat> um, and that's his, this. This has a big part of like the inspiration uh-huh. for the the band La Unica that you guys then started, correct? Correct. So you guys are playing in Movimiento, you know, killing it with a fifteen piece salsa band. Uh, and then getting like five bucks for a gig. Oh, that's yeah. The fifteen, the fifteen man split is always a good split, <laughs> especially if you, uh, you know, don't have any kind of, uh, you know, beer agreement with the establishment, oh, and then you're done, and they're like, "Well, you owe us a hundred dollars for playing tonight. Thank you." 
I've been there. All bro. right, thanks. <laughs> this is a great gig. I hope we could be here again and pay you to play. Yeah, but we had we had like magical moments. There was this it was this night when we were playing at this place in DC and Corey, swear to God, I was singing and you know rolling and having a blast and suddenly I realized that there were no men in the room. Just the band and like swear to God, fifty lonely girls. Females. Females. That is unheard of in DC. There's usually, you know Yeah, I know. Like there are like a million guys and yeah. Yeah. Just a couple girls. Uh, usually ugly, uh, bigger than the guys, <laughs> yeah, with mustache and everything. But yeah, that 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 night was like uh, I thought I'm dead and this is heaven. But no, no, I'm, I'm, or I'm drunk and I'm looking. I'm, uh, my glasses are foggy. But no, they were clean and I was very alive. Okay, and that was going on. Okay, yeah. So some good gigs, some some okay gigs in DC. Yeah. Now you start. You know, hang out with Neil a little bit. When when do you guys talk about forming a, a side project? That is, now this is a complete fusion of of Celtic and, and Latin music. November so. nine, two thousand nine. Okay, and it's how in does my this, living room. How does this happen? We did. I, I I told Neil, hey man, let's. He told me, let's play some Irish music. So I I picked my violin. Actually, my wife, violin. I didn't have violin by then. And uh, I started again to play the violin after almost 20 years without playing at all. Mm-hmm. So I sounded like a third grade kid okay. killing cats. <laughs> it was awful. But Neil, who is a very able musician, had the passion to wait for me to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And uh, every week, at least a couple times, we play songs and music. And And this is just traditional Irish stuff? Yeah, at that moment, yeah. Okay. So one night we decided, you know what, man? Reels and jigs and stuff like that. Yeah, let's bring bring a guitar player. We need a guitar player. We need a guitar playing here. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's bring it. So we we brought this guy. And he was like a... Very classical kind of uh, musician. He's pretty good, but his style was more uh, uh, acoustic. So we were very happy with with him. His name is Gerald Pierce. You know Gerald. Oh, yeah, he's a Gerald, good guy. Man. He's he's not just a great guy. He's he's also uh, an amazing musician. So able. But uh, anyways, uh, we started to play, and um, one night we decided, you know what, man, let's bring, let's bring, um, let's bring a, a conga player. We need a percussionist, and we brought we brought in Camilo Diaz. You know Camilo, yeah, good guy, good guy, another good guy. He's uh, from Colombia. He's a very able uh, conga player. And that was it, man. That was uh, the, uh, for saying somehow, that was the uh, beginning of La Unica. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
we play um, after uh, playing like probably 15 rehearsals at my living room. So wait, the one question I have is you have you add a guitar player and you add a percussion player. Yeah. Is it what is the thought of it being a fusion though? I mean, you're playing. You and Neil are playing music together, but you're mainly playing Irish jigs and reels and stuff yeah. like that. So explain to me how. Well, uh, it became a fusion idea. Okay, um, the plan was let's get the closest we can to what we heard on Ruben Blades or Ruben Blades. Um, uh, version of Danny Boy. Okay. So we we talk about it and we we decided that we don't need a percussionist that can play drums or Anglo or Irish percussion. We need a Latin guy who can play that percussion. Mm-hmm. That's why we brought in Camilo. So the the idea is to play this cover song, Danny Boy, and in the song at the very end, it basically goes into kind of like a Roomba type feel or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we, so every song you're saying, hey, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to try this feel, this feel of mixing the Latin rhythm and the, the Celtic music. That was the plan. That was your goal. That was the plan. Okay. That was the goal. And because um, we we immediately after we started to play these jigs and reels. We saw the potential of, because man, you just it's, hear it, it's right? Four four, yeah. It's it's in the beat, yeah. And we have it because um, <clears throat> there are so many elements and of that Celtic six, that culture three, four, in Spain. Six eight feel exactly, right. baby. The Joropo, the national music of uh-huh. Venezuela, is six uh, six eight. Yeah. So it's it's the same as a jig. So man, uh, that was it. We we said to ourselves, man, let's do it. And we did it. And uh, Camilo was very important for the band because uh, with him, we took off. You know, we were we were uh, just gone in this quest for the personality of La Unica. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it for, uh, I would say, like a year. Mm-hmm. So you did it for a year. That's where you started having some personnel changes. You have uh, now. This is I know a little bit about this history because this is kind of where I come into play. But Gerald Gerald takes off. He goes on vacation for a while. You don't know when you're going to get your guitar player back. Mm-hmm. You know, so the gigs kind of slow down. Yeah. And then you're looking for a new guitar player. And yeah. And again, good old Craigslist comes through, and I found a yeah, I found an advertisement. <laughs> I auditioned for the band. I got in the band. Yeah, but I gotta, I gotta tell mm. this. I gotta oh, tell no. this. Here we go. Yeah, man. The message, our post, was in Spanish, and you answered the message, the post, in a broken Spanish. That was so funny, man. <laughs> that I that I told to Neil, man, Neil, this is the guy. <laughs> gotta be the guy. This guy got the balls. <laughs> To go into a language he cannot write <laughs> correctly, but uh, anyways, he did it because mm-hmm. he wanted to try, and that was it. Yeah, for the record, my Spanish is not great, and I could read Spanish way better than I could uh, <laughs> converse, you know, communicate with. Oh, but he's doing it. Whatever. You're doing it better and better. 
Um, okay, so then you know, so La Unica. Yeah. So, so what is what is La Unica up to? What are you guys doing? Where are you guys playing? What, what what's your you know? Well, um, we're rich. We seriously rich. <laughs> this level where where you can you. We don't want to play lame gigs anymore mm-hmm. in the boring restaurants or anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, there was a period in La Unica where it was the restaurant gig. Uh, that was the like number one Any gig. other band oh, yeah. in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, right now, I think we're a showcase band. Absolutely. And you, I mean, we all recorded an album, put that out. Yeah. How and we tracks? go out. We have nine tracks in our album or ten tracks? What is it? Nine. Nine. Yeah. And we go out and we kill it. And we have like 11 original songs. No, mm-hmm. like 15 now. Mm-hmm. A bunch. Yeah, yeah, a bunch. And uh, we we have so much energy. So what is – so you're playing at a place where you're playing a, a fusion of Celtic and Latin music. What is the response that you'd say from oh, your man. point of view you uh, get from Put it people? this way. We play, we play at Harlem. And we kill it. The crowd was ninety percent uh, black, uh-huh. and they they loved us. People from not just black and uh, African American, but uh, uh, guys of people from Africa actually. Yeah, yeah Burkina yeah. Faso, Nigeria. Uh-huh. They loved us. Yeah, because we we played at uh, the shrine. Exactly, man. At the in, shrine uh, in Harlem, New York, and that's. They have a lot of um, we have playing Afro. We have uh, playing that hardcore stuff going on there. Irish pops. Yeah. Um, people at the beginning they were unresponsive, and then at the end they were chanting for one more. What do you think you, the reaction is to someone when you say, "Yeah, I play uh, Latin and Irish music to just people, to your friends"? People just uh, do that funny thing with their faces. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you drunk? But it works. And uh, I believe the music we have for this episode prove our case. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get into it. So we've been talking about this music for a little while. Um, we're going to start listening to a couple of tracks that were inspiration, as Gonzo mentioned, for this, uh, this kind of fusion. Uh, there is also a band. I think we'll start off with Gaelica. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band Gaelica from Venezuela. This is also another band that kind of does this type of fusion. World music fusion from Venezuela playing Celtic music, definitely influenced with uh, all types of stuff in there, Latin stuff, jazz. Let's listen to uh, Las. What is the song called? A Santa Cecilia. Okay, we're going to listen to A Santa Cecilia.
sé, un cafecito. Sí va, sí va. Café, un cafecito. Sí va. Vámonos pegados, vámonos pegados. With the song called A Santa Cecilia. A Santa Cecilia. Okay, so one thing I didn't uh, say earlier, but I'm going to go over right now is the music that you're listening to <clears throat> is all available online. I'm going to give you the, the links to all this music, but for right now, what we're doing is we're using music that is available on these bands' websites. They are official websites uh, that they provide for free for promotional purposes. This is on their, uh, I think it's on their Reverb Nation page. So if you yeah. go to Reverb Nation, type in Gaelica, this is G-A-E-L-I-C-A. Uh -huh. You'll find Gaelica. Uh, they just came out with a Christmas album. So the, the intent here is to, is to pretty much use this music in kind of like a, a fair use kind of way. We don't want to infringe on anybody's copyright. But, yeah. you know, when it's available on your website for promotional purpose, that's the music that we'll be listening to. Um, but yeah, that's, that band is killing it. And I'm, I'm such a sucker for ridiculous bass players. When you hear just, you know, that guy's, I don't know what he's playing, like a five string or something like that. And that yeah, just right. that whole Latin jazz feel in the background, those changes sound so familiar to me. <clears throat> and just that whole feel is crazy. I mean, and then there's accordion there in, in there too, right? There's an accordion player. Yeah. Or, uh, accordion. It sounds like there's like a pipe. What is that? What are those called? The back? It's a, it's, a, it's a gaita gallega. It's the, it's the bagpipe from Galicia, Spain, mm -hmm. which that that instrument has a different, very distinctive kind of oh, yeah. sound. And that's like the small little pouch yeah. guy it's on the smaller, side. It's smaller, but yeah. it, it sounds more. And I believe, uh, well, it's, this is just my opinion, it, it's, it's, it's a more joyful music. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah, it definitely had a, a celebratory or yeah. major kind of key going on there. Yeah, exactly right, baby. And, I, I mean, I love all those changes there, just those, like, kind of boom, 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 yeah. the little uh, that rhythm that's going on in the bass or whatever. And then, so that's a crazy band. That definitely was, they're from Venezuela. They, when did they start doing that music in the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, actually. I always thought that their that music, along with the band that we're about to listen to next, I always thought that the music came out so long ago, like the '90s or something. But when I started looking at their albums released in mid 2000, I was just, it's I was kind of like, wow, that stuff is is pretty recent, crazy. Yeah, it is, and it been around. Uh, the thing is, uh, the the crowd for this kind of music is very special. Yeah, but that's that's how you are, right? The, you the is listening to this uh, podcast right now. So Gaelica, they traditionally there's not a lot of lyrics on their on their music. This is just kind of like all instrumental music. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they when they when they have uh, vocalists, they're special guests, and then right, they're usually women. Okay. Yeah. On their pictures, it shows like that there's three guys. Like it's the main band is three wow, people, yeah. but they have a lot of people that yeah, come and yeah. sit in. Man, in this album, in that song that you just uh, heard. It's uh, the best drummer in Venezuela is there. Probably the best cajon player in Venezuela mm -hmm. is there. Uh, the the bassist is there. I mean, the, the guy who plays the bass is a monster. So, yeah, it's like it's like a oh, yeah. all star hitting, that, hitting those lines. But oh yeah. So let's listen to salsa Celtica. And actually, before we go into that. No, let's listen to it first. Um, if you're on their website, I'm going to have Gonzo find the music for me here. Yeah. Go to the, so we're going to salsaceltica.com. Uh, 
mm-hmm. to find their music. If you click on videos, it shows some of their live performances. We're going to start off. Uh, the song, I think, is called something in Wajira. Uh, Wajira. 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 Something Wajira. You find it down there? Um, it's kind of at the bottom. I'm right on it. Okay. Um, there's like a four minute solo on this, on that like flute thing that like pipe, little baggy pipe. I don't know what you call it. The, uh, Wajira, the, it's a, it's something a, in Wajira. It's a region or it's a place in Cuba. Do we know anything about Salsa Celtica? They're from. They're, well, they're from England? everywhere. They're based in Scotland. Okay. And, uh. The singer, the lead singer, is Venezuelan. Okay. His accent is, uh, I mean, I can't tell. <laughs> so this is a band kind of, you know, put together by musicians from all over the place. Yeah. Based out of Scotland. Yeah. Playing the same kind of thing, a mixture of Celtic music with Latin rhythms. Yes, sir. So if you go to their video section on their page, and there's a song. It's, I think it's closer to the bottom of the video. Yeah, it's uh, Pipe, Solo, and Guajira. That's so, the, the video. Press play, but the pipe solo is like four minutes long. We're not going to listen to all of it. It started at about four minutes and ten seconds. Okay. I was listening to this earlier, and it's funny because if you listen to the part of his solo, it almost sounds like, uh, oh, man, there's an ACDC song that starts with the beginning of this where he's just doing like, like kind of like pulling off on the yeah. E string. You'll hear it on this guy's solo. It's pretty funny. I'm not sure if he's calling out. That solo, but uh started about four minutes of this song. Okay. And uh, it's just a live performance. What does it say there? Live at some place. It's like a folk festival in England, I think. I think so. Four minutes. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 
So yeah, maybe I was thinking of a different song that has the pipe solo. It's one of those songs uh, on their video section. If you go to their website, Salsa Celtica, you could also read about their bio. Um, it shows that they formed in Edinburgh, uh, Scotland, and they have musicians from Scotland. Uh, let's see, and in Ireland and the UK. Um, they formed in 1995, so definitely. They've been on, I think they won a, what does it say? They won some awards here. They've definitely been uh, on some of the, the top charts in the UK for salsa music as well. So crazy. You'll hear like all those traditional Irish, you know, instruments yeah. in there just yeah. killing it in between. But that had that feel. I mean, why, is that like a traditional, that sounds like uh That's a full band. Yeah, but no, that, the music, that song, is that a cover song or is that their original no, song? No, no, no. It's... It, that has that feel of like that old the thing is, school. All those uh, who is pieces, that? Yeah, all those pieces from uh, Celtic music are very old, from different centuries, like two hundred. But years I'm ago. saying the the Latin influence in that song oh, more okay. sounds like you know who does uh, El Raton. Oh, you know that feel that slow kind of. Oh boom, man, El, 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 el Raton is, is a song by Catalino boom, El Tite Curi Alonso, boom, boom. which is probably the most important. Salsa uh, songwriter ever. Mm -hmm. He wrote Anacaona. He wrote so many mm -hmm. beautiful songs, uh, sang by the biggest stars ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, El Raton is a is a feel that mm -hmm. is so urban, is so New Yorker. Oh yeah, that 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 it's uh, it's like an icon in the in the history of salsa. It was like. Let's say that El Raton makes uh, the border. It's the first grunge kind of song in salsa. Uh -huh. It's a new feel altogether, feel like a new inside the salsa. Okay, yeah. going more, you know, actual modern. Mm -hmm. So different at the time, though. Okay. Uh, at that time, yeah. Um, okay, now we're gonna get a little bit uh, local here. We're gonna let's listen to some uh, music from La Unica. This is off our debut album, La Unica, um, released here in 2013. Let's listen to uh, the first track from the CD. So if we tell a little bit of the background behind <clears throat> this song, this is uh, Silver Spear, Made Behind the Bar. This is two traditional Irish songs. And what we did is we kind of flipped it up and put a, a quasi-reggaeton beat and feel to it. You get to hear Gonzo do some singing right now, but uh, yeah, let's play it. All right, here we go.
Yeah, that was uh, yours truly and Gonzo over here, Gonzo Lee to Let Fly. Me to be very honest about this, uh, the first time we played this and we decided to get a Latin beat on it, uh, Neil looked at me and I said, uh, he, he said, uh, what do you think? And I said, man, let's do it reggaeton. But just, you know, yeah. throwing ideas. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, you get the sense it's like very – it's kind of a subdued type of uh, reggaeton. When you listen to reggaeton now, I mean it's so digita- yeah, digitized. Man. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, there's yeah. no – Yeah, but it know. is. It's there. Yeah, it is. I mean absolutely That's it is. That's a beat. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember um, – man, I don't know what if I could add any funny stories about this, but – this is one of those songs that we started playing and really getting a reaction from people. We would open up a set and play that song. And, you know, the people that really knew about traditional Irish music, they were like, what is yeah. going, what's well, you wrong with my ears? <laughs> a couple of years ago, we were booed, like, boo. Oh, uh, yeah. Do, yeah. This uh, uh, group of hardcore. Hardcore. They wanted, this is how funny it is. We're playing this music, which is, you know, old traditional Celtic music, yes. Silver Spear, maybe behind the bar, and we're playing it with a Latin feel, and Gonzo's singing in Spanish over it, you know, and then all of a sudden you get people going, play some. We're and this is mind you in uh, Irish pub in D.C. You know, we have like a belligerent crew on St. And it Patrick's, was St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, and they're like, play some Irish music, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they wanted the uh, Americanized. Uh, Whatever the hell you could hear at a freaking Irish pub, you know, on St. Patrick's Day. So it's so hilarious to just look at them and go, oh, man. what, you know, what do you think this is? Oh, <laughs> that same people was asking for another one more song at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they kind of accepted us, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Launica, we'll talk about, you know, where you could hear us and stuff online. That was taken uh, just from our, our CD. Obviously, we give permission to ourselves to do that, but... Uh, if you go to La Unica Music, L-A-U-N-I-C-A Music.com, you can learn more about the band where we'll be playing. We're playing up and down the East Coast right now, kind of doing some gigs in D.C. coming up. But uh, let's move on to the next band. The next band is, um, let's see, uh, who, do we, who do we have next? It's uh, Delhi to Dublin. Delhi to Dublin. So now we're kind of skewing off here from just the Latin mix. This is a band that, you know, it's in the name of the song, or in the name of the band, it's they're playing uh, a mixture of Celtic music with almost like a you know Middle Eastern type of drumming and like an Indian drumming feel. India drumming. Yeah. Um, and proof, you know, That's I went evidence. to go see them, and I just I went to go see them in another band, and they opened up for another band I wanted to see, and I just missed them because uh, we were late <clears throat> to the show. But they came out later on, and they played. Uh, like one of those crazy like hanging drum things where you play it with a stick. This band is awesome. If you watch any of their YouTube videos and any of their music videos, they're just amazing. We're getting the music off of their official SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash Delhi number two Dublin, and that's D-E-L-H-I, the number two Dublin, D-U-B-L-I-N. So anything you want to play there, man. Uh, if you play something from that CD that looks like a skull on the front, the purple yep. one, yep. we're going to listen to some of that right now. Inside are the reasons that you're for So 
Tabla Boy by uh, Daily to Dublin. And they're, you know, one of those bands. When I think about, you know, the future of La Unica, I see, you know, definitely getting into a little bit more like, uh, you know, synthesizers and kind of like the whole electronica feel. This kind of highlights that. that their music definitely has 
lot of pads, a lot of synth going on, but they highlight that 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 where that rhythm kind of shares with like the baron in Celtic music. You know, if you listen to a lot of older traditional Celtic music, you hear this like thumping of drums, and they kind of have taken that and, and kind of reinterpreted it through the 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 tabla that I guess that's playing right there. And there is a fiddle going on right there. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, it's all you know affected, yeah. There's a fiddle going on that right there. And then the violin comes in with just that you know, glissando, yeah, like man. crazy, just amazing kind of playing They're right so there. So good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you, I'm telling you, watch, go look at Delhi to Dublin, watch their music videos. They're awesome. They, it sounds like they definitely are trying to, to evolve. If you listen to some of the tracks on that album, there's definitely a lot of songs that have a really thick pop feel. So, you know, it's one thing playing in a niche of like, you know, fusion Celtic music and then like, you know, you start getting a following and then, you know, trying to kind of get more music in there that's easy to sing, easy to interpret or comprehend from your fan base. A lot of the songs kind of have that, you know, you're listening to kind of like a poppy feel. Yeah. So that w- that kind of wraps up the listening portion. Definitely go out there. Um, the bands that we listened to today were Gaelica. Uh, definitely check them out. They came out with a new Christmas album, Salsa Celtica. Definitely check them up. Uh, check them out or check them up, whatever you want to do there. Check them up and check them out. La Unica, which is our band here. <clears throat> um, and then... Delhi to Dublin. And Delhi to Dublin. Some other bands, Baile and Salsa, that's a band out of Ireland. They're definitely getting some uh, some press in Ireland doing the same kind of thing. Definitely a mix. They got a big band. They just played some uh, late shows, the Late Late Show in Ireland. Uh, and then listen to Ruben Blades, listen to Danny Boy. Um and then we definitely want to, uh, you know, hear from you. You can email us any suggestions on future topics for um, the World Music Podcast podcast, aka Mundo Musica podcast. <laughs> uh, definitely just let us know. That's Mundo M U N D O Musica M U S I C A podcast at gmail dot com. So I'm gonna. Just kind of uh, talk to Gonzo here. So, Gonzo, tell me what's going on with La Unica and where do you see uh, that band going in the future? Okay, man, we're we're almost ready to wrapping up the the year. It's been a good year. We we actually released our album and and Corey, uh, I don't know if you uh, are, you know making the count, but uh, we have played almost two hundred gigs together. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. For next year, um, we're going to expand our territory. We're going into other cities. Uh, I think Richmond is already booked. I believe Boston is already booked. Delaware booked. Delaware is booked. Uh, I believe uh, we're going to Miami also. And um, let's see what happens, man. Uh, it's just uh, time. Yeah, you know, and definitely one thing to put out there, too, is if you're a band, you're looking to team up with uh, La Unico or looking for, you know, an opening slot on one of our shows, or if you want to put together a show, definitely just let us know. <clears throat> LaUnicaMusic.com if you want to get, get a hold of us. All right, let's go home. All right, so um, we're going to wrap this up. Hope you liked the show. Definitely email us. We're going to be talking... Next week, I'm not sure who the guest is, but uh, we're going to have definitely a different theme of music. 
um, in a different kind of region throughout the world. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, and we hope to hear from you pretty soon. I think you're playing some outro music there. You can go ahead and do that. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I was looking for the right spot. <laughs> no, we'll do it later. Okay. I, I don't remember. <laughs> All right, I'm Corey. And I'm Gonzo. And uh, have a good night. Good night.